Ask the Podcast Coach for December 24th, 2016. Let's get ready to podcast. We need like jingle bells or something. Jing, shing, shing, you know. There it is. It is Saturday morning. It is Christmas Eve. Eve, kind of. Uh, welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast answered. Answered. You get your podcast questions answered. You do. Live, right here, every Saturday. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. I am Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. And today we'll talk about how the show must go on because I'm doing this right now with an ever so slightly bloody nose. It's great fun. And uh, joining me over there where his nose is working perfectly, uh, the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. How's it going, Jim? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Good, to, Always good to be back. We missed a week. Yeah. It's weird when you miss a week, right? You kind of feel, you kind of get out of rhythm a little bit, but always good to be back on Saturday mornings, even though it's Christmas Eve. You know, maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later. Should you podcast through the holidays or not? Well, I've seen both sides of that coin. I I just saw that in a Facebook group where somebody was saying he works in insurance and nobody's, you know, checking their their stuff. They've basically all stepped away from technology. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Uh, And then we've. We've heard two different, I mean, I, in the podcast community, I've heard two different people say, you know, I, I like the, I, I think Robert Todd or one yeah. of those guys say, everybody's getting new devices. They see a spike at Lipson or Blueberry uh, on, on downloads. It's one of those. So you don't want to miss new episodes. I hear others say, like what you just say, like some podcast people check out, they're not downloading, they're not being a part of it. So, you know, I think uh, if it works for you and your schedule, do it. Like, yeah. it doesn't hurt to do it. We, we at Gallup, we take off uh, starting mid-December. We don't come back till mid-January, so we don't create any new stuff. We have gone on a um, rampage to remind everyone it's time to catch up. So, hey, use the holiday season if you miss, because they always complain. You make too much stuff. Like, I can't keep right. up with it. You're doing too much stuff, which is a good problem to have, right, when you're podcasting. And, uh, and so we said, hey, use this time to catch up. So you can remind your listeners, you know, or, or best of, right? There's some best of stuff. You can pull your best episodes and, re, um, you know, re-advertise them on your website or send it out in your mailing list or do some of those things to remind them. Because I think this would be a good time if you miss stuff. Unless you're very, you know, if your podcast is really um, newsy and right. I don't know if best of works really well, like, oh, yeah, let's talk about what happened in March. Yeah. You know, uh, no. so anyway, <laughs> back in October, Samsung phones were exploding. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a story that's done now. But yeah, um, let's talk I, about, I think <laughs> here's the latest on Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> that was just this year. That, isn't that crazy to think that was this summer? Yeah. That that was such a big deal, and well, I just saw where it came to the Apple Watch. I'm like, well, that's that's timely. Like, you can do Pokemon <laughs> Go on the watch. I'm like, that's only about five months late. Well, and they 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 just created new Pokestops, uh, the 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 game makers, uh-huh. and uh, you know, again, I don't know if anybody's playing at this point, but it is uh, to be relevant. I I think that's the key in this yeah. is uh, how can you at the end of the year how can you continue to still be relevant to your listeners. And so if you're going to take time off, there's an opportunity to remind them of some things they might've missed during the year or take best of stuff. If you're going to podcast through the holiday, like we are, uh, take advantage of it. I, it's not a big deal on a Saturday morning on Christmas Eve to get up and podcast with you, Dave. That's not hard. Yeah. Right. So why not? Why not do it? It's so, like, it's an hour and a half. People out there watching and same that, number of people, by the way, Yeah, same number of people we get every Saturday morning out there watching. So it obviously didn't stop them. Yeah. Daniel says, uh, I just saw it. Um, mm-hmm, I'm behind on my podcast listening, so I won't mind the podcast I listen to taking a break. So I think if you got the time, do it. If, if you don't, I, I, I would, I would uh, say, don't put out an episode to put out an episode. That is never a good idea. Um, I was talking to somebody in Florida about that. They said somebody started off an episode with, well, I always give you an episode on, you know, Wednesday or whatever. And I said, I eject immediately. I said, if somebody starts off that, that is my cue to leave. Cause that's I, code. Yeah. Like, Hey, a really boring episode is coming up. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Florida, look what I got in Florida. That's right. Yeah. An official yeah. horse radio network mug signed by yeah. none and only Glenn, the geek on the bottom. So. You, you got some mileage out of that, though. Talk a little bit about what's the best part, what'd you learn, that kind of stuff. The, the thing about, uh, you know, Glenn the Geek makes, I don't know how much money, but he makes a living with his podcast. 
And there's a reason for that. And it's obvious the minute you walk into, it's weird because you, you kind of expect almost angels again when you walk into his studio is like the perfect size. It's like an old bedroom, but it's just perfect. And you walk in and it's obvious that while you're walking into quote a podcast studio, it's a business. I mean, you walk on the wall and he's got nothing but whiteboards with schedules of hosts and sponsors and callbacks and blah, blah, blah. And he's got product there that he's testing. And the cool thing that he had that I was like, okay, I got to get me one of those. He had, and these are affordable now. Well, affordable being they're not a thousand dollars anymore. Um, it's not a full standing desk, but it's a standing desk that you put on your desk. And it was pretty wide. It fit two monitors on it. And it was cool because he was standing up while he was podcasting and it's got some sort of hydraulic thing on it. So it's pretty, it was just, and it was like 250 bucks. And I'm like, that beats a thousand dollars if you want to stand up. So that was cool. And then I get there at, I think it was eight o'clock. He starts at nine. He's already got like, I think I'm going to say it's like five pages of show notes. And it was an outline of like, okay. And it was literally minute by minute. He's got a show clock. At nine o'clock, we're going to do witty banner with, with Dave and talk a little bit about pod. Cause he even said, don't worry about talking about podcasting. This, this audience kind of likes podcasting because they're listening to podcasting. So, and I, I realized I don't want to go deep into the RSS weeds or anything like that, but we could talk general podcasting. And then it was, um, a guest. And then, oh no, we called somebody in Amsterdam. That was cool. And that's something that's kind of weird. It's one of his hosts. Because his actual host, he, we had a, a guest host regular than his regular host. And then we called somebody who does some sort of host horse related website in Amsterdam. And it was interesting because we just called Amsterdam on Skype and it was like she was next door. And without sounding like a completely old fart, if we go back to like, I don't know, 1975, when long distance phone calls were really expensive, people used to communicate via letters. Like that's how you wrote to people in San Diego. You wrote them a letter. And now we're just calling Amsterdam. And I was just there thinking, I'm like, well, that's kind of, that's kind of cool. And then it was, you know, okay, that's to this or that. And then we have a little sponsor. Then they played a song that somebody had sent in. I mean, it was just laid out. So I knew exactly what to do. And, um, they had, um, they do this thing on Friday. That's why I went up uh, called really bad horse ads and they pull them from Craigslist. They're hilarious. And so they gave me one to, to read. And uh, so we had fun with that. And, uh, but I knew it was when, good. It's worth listening to. It was good. Yeah. So we were, it was just kind of, I was like, man, it was, you know, here we kind of, I now realize how much we fly by the seat of our pants because we kind of get in, we have a chat room and usually I have questions right. kind of set up, but this was like, I had no, like I knew exactly where we were going. I knew when we were going to do it. It was really pretty cool. So, uh, and then I got to meet horses. So that was, uh, that was even more fun. Yeah. It's, I think it's one of those, it sounds spontaneous when you can have a very clear outline. Um, I, I did some internal work last week with some friends at inside of Gallup and it was an interview style and we had it nearly scripted, but I, we tried to make it sound very off the cuff. And so while the script was there, we could always go back to the script for structure, which is really, really helpful. And so I like, you know, uh, to hear you say that, you know, Glenn, for what he's doing, um, yeah, you could kind of wing it, but why in that kind of situation, why would you want to? He can easily lay it out. Now, I bet they could be pretty flexible if they needed to be. If something changed or something happened, he could move around it. Hey, let's move this here and we'll just switch this and switch that. But giving it that structure probably gave you a lot of comfort when you sat down because you knew exactly what was coming up, exactly what's going to happen, what he's looking for, how he's going to do it. So I like the structure. We, We get away with a lot less structure here, but that's because we focus you know, primarily on just one topic and it's kind of easy to move around. We're talkers. So that, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It was, it was kind of cool that he had some guy that was doing a movie. So he was like a producer and they were talking about how to keep like realistic things. I keep, I, I, apparently there are a lot of fake whinnies in movies. Like they'll just, if you see horses walk through immediately, you hear a, you know, and they're like, and, and apparently to horse people, that's like, they just want to eject. They're like, Oh, that's not a real Winnie. Um, and so there are all sorts of things that, that horse people kind of get their, their, you know, their dander off. And, um, so that was kind of interesting, but you, you then know when, uh, he said blotting his nose for anybody on the, watching the video, I am having a bloody nose. It's fun. Anyway. So you kind of knew when to bring the conversation to an end. Cause he was from nine 15 to nine 30. So all of a sudden it gets about nine twenty five, and you hear Glenn go, well, as we're wrapping up and blah, blah, blah. So he's kind of just a way to, you kind of know 
when things are going on <laughs> in that whole nine yards. So yeah, I picked up a cold in, um, in Florida while I was down there. Cause it was 80 degrees when I left and 18 when I landed in uh, Akron Canton. How was the, how was the conference? It was a, it was a oh, you muted. Yeah. The, the conference was actually pretty cool. It was uh, just a little, it was called the Tampa Bay business owners. And I'm going to see about 50 people. And it was interesting because some of them already had podcasts. There was Nick Snap from the Make It Snappy Show, and uh, Tyler Chef does uh, Cashflow Guys, and a couple of other guys that I met at PodFest. And, uh, but there were some small business owners, and this one lady came up and she said, I'm so glad you came here. What do I got to do to start? Because it was all about, like, I, there's a, um, some of the stuff I've done on the school of podcasting. John Dennis did um, a podcast called Smart Talk, I think it was Smart Talk Online. And he did so many, he got so many leads from his podcast that he had to quit doing his podcast, you know, stuff like that. And then there's a a great, I have a great clip of Elsie and Jessica and they really, and and it was edited down. I mean, they really went into the ins and outs of the show and how they liked it. And Elsie goes, I want to buy Vanity Fair or no, it was Glamour. I want to buy Glamour magazine now. And and I said, now just swip that and, and picture them talking about your product, you know, or your company. And so it was actually, I liked it because what I did, I, I have done so many kind of presentations that when I go to do one, a lot of times I just pull up different PowerPoints and go, okay, I'm going to cover this point, that point from this one. But this one actually went out and, and tried to do something completely different, mainly because what I was going to do was use a lot of what's going to be my closing keynote at PodFest. And I didn't want to do a rerun. So I'm like, I forced myself to come up with something new. And so I really went out and looked for examples of people that have used podcasting in business and then, uh, and brought it over. So yeah, you know this guy who does that, by the way. You can, you know, you can always yeah, ask. There you go. Yeah, that's another great example. You do a few business podcasts. Yeah, just a few. Just a few from time to time. We have a few more coming up uh, next year. It's It's been fun to – it's really caught on internally at Gallup. And uh, so we had one of our business division leads just come to me and said, hey, I want to do this thing, and will you help me? And he, he and another guy are actually doing all the production work. So I just could be the executive producer on that and just help them get nice. it to the channel, which is awesome. Like it's, it's all the fun of podcasting without having to do any work. And then uh, we had one of our podcasts this week. He asked me, Hey, can I just do it? He, it's a, it's a monocast. He just does a 12 minute monologue. He's like, Hey, can we do a interview format? You know, I want to interview one of our senior scientists or we have an economist, PhD economist. I'm like, yeah. So he did a 10 minute interview with this guy and uh, it was really good. And so it's kind of fun internally to see the company kind of start to take it on and get, get uh, excited about it. We're going to launch a new, we do this theme Thursday, which is really, really popular around our strengths finder themes. And we're going to start doing this one called talent Tuesday, which is around our builder talents. And there's just 10 of them. So we'll do 10 weeks every other week leading up to our strength summit. And everybody's excited about it, right? We, we do a companion guide that folks download. By the way, that companion guide, mm-hmm. uh, and that thing gets, I get more people who panic when they can't find it or they can't get it downloaded. Really? Or, you know, we ask for their email address and they get a little, mm, some of our customers get a little um, impatient because I make them fill out three or four boxes to get it. Oh boy. And they're like, Oh, I don't want to do it for every one of those, you know, type deal. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. We, we, we need to capture email information, right. To, to be able to, the money's in the list. And so, um, yeah, those companion guides for what we do, if you're doing, I think if you're doing anything instructional in your podcast, having something that people could download and write or fill in or whatever, I think Dave's pretty helpful. And I think people like that. So think about that. If you're doing something, if you've got a one, two, three podcast and you're doing something, you know, where you're, you, people could be taking notes, think about adding a companion guide to it, piece of stuff they can print out and write on and see if your audience takes you up on it. It may be a way of collecting email addresses, you know, for your, for your mailing list, something you can give away. It doesn't take a lot to put one together, by the way. And I don't think they expect a lot. Yeah. They're just looking for something to take notes on basically. Sounds like. Yeah. And there, we know that there's something different uh, in our brains that happens when we write versus when we type. And so writing, we remember a lot more of the, for, for whatever reason, we have to engage our brain in a different way when we write than versus when we type. And so um, we had a big debate in our own community about it. Uh, some folks, uh, originally the PDF we gave was not a typeable PDF. In other words, they couldn't download and add their own things to it. However that works, whatever it was. And there was some debate and, 
overwhelmingly everyone agreed that writing is better for memorizing or for, for remembering yep. than typing is. And so we encourage our folks to print those things out. I know it seems a little archaic, but print it out and use a pen. These, these little, yeah. these little uh, wireless, battery-less, charge-less devices. Yeah, it's weird. Writing. Yeah, I remember when I, uh, when I went back to college, that was, I would, it was weird. I would write down the notes and my handwriting is, looks like I write with my feet. And I would basically, <laughs> what I would do is when the uh, class was over, I would go out and type the notes. Like I would summarize the notes again and type them in. So it was a way of kind of rehashing the same information. But I, I've read that over and over that the act of writing, especially if you're brainstorming, write it down. So it's something to do with, it connects better to the brain. I'm not sure uh, why that is. Yeah. But. No, I think there's some, because you've got to engage, a, you know, uh, this and it's the way you're forming letters in your head where when you're typing, it's just a memory. It's, I, I don't know. I don't know. But it is one of those things that we have found our companion guides on Theme Thursday have been very, very successful. I was at, um, we have on uh, site training, and one of the gals um, that was on site for this week long training course caught me in the hallway. And she, uh, after she gave me this big hug, by the way, never met her before, and she gives me this big hug. I see you every Thursday type thing. They know me better than I know them. She's like, come here, I got to show you something. And and she had brought to the training her book of Theme Thursday notes. And she was super proud because she had written front and back. Wow. And yeah, like, and, and for her, that was her thing. And so she was just like, oh, thanks for doing this. These mean a lot to me. So don't underestimate that kind of help stuff for them in your podcast. If you're an instructional kind of podcast, I think um, – that can be, I think people, that can be a very, very useful resource for your listeners. That's wild. Did you sign the, uh, the notes for her? I don't do signature. <laughs> I, I do not do autographs. Autographs. Uh, after last summer summit, I got, I got kind of mobbed. I told you guys about that. And the, uh, everybody in the company was joking. Right. Know, oh, they're asking for autographs. Right. Quite a few selfies. We did quite a few right. selfies together. But I won't do autographs. I'm just like, no, 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 no. Listen, we're here just to serve you. And, and I, I, you know, right. this is what I do. And I do, I think I do pretty well. We want to be a, just a part of your community. And, and this is our way of getting professional development to our, you know, to our coaches. One of the things we might talk about here when Randall gets done, are, are you planning on doing anything new in your podcast in 2017? I think I'm going to try something here. Hey, guys, how you doing? How are you, Good, buddy? How are you? Not too bad. I just wanted to jump in. I know that both of you were talking about, you know, everything else. And as you can see here, I'm in the middle of redoing my uh, where I'm broadcasting from right now. <laughs> but it's a new podcast. I'm getting ready to launch soon. So cool. that's why these wall scrolls are up. But cool. on the other flip side, I just want to thank you guys for what you guys do every Saturday. Every Saturday, because I enjoy getting on here. I enjoy talking with everyone that's on the chat room and, you know. And I enjoy hearing Dave talk. I enjoy hearing you talk, Jim. And I just want to wish you guys both a Merry Christmas and a podtastic New Year. Podtastic New Year. I like that. Thank you. you, Hey, you know what? I think we enjoy doing this, uh, Dave and I. It's as much fun for us as maybe it is for you guys. If we didn't like doing it, like we probably would have quit a long time ago. But (laughs) it doesn't... um, you know, it only works because you guys listen. So, you know, yeah. thanks for thanks for those kind words. It's always nice to hear them from your listeners. So thank yeah. you. Sam. What's your new podcast going to be about? Uh, well, one of them is diving into anime. The other one is diving into using the pot, using the pie as a podcasting device. Ooh. The, the what? Interesting. The pie? That's, that's a raspberry pie. Yeah. I'm also looking at probably picking up an Adreno. Yeah. I'm looking at a few other ones that I'm going to try out and see what's going to happen. Now you're in my space. Yeah, I was going to say. Dave Jackson. <laughs> I'm going. I'm, the well, gadget geek is all of a sudden like, oh, raspberry pie. <laughs> I've already gotten with the raspberry pie to work. I've gotten, um, tried a few of the uh, builds so far. And so far. Audio so only, right? You're not trying to do video. That's the next step. I'm going to see what's yeah. going to happen when I plug in a webcam. Yeah, you're going to struggle a little bit, but I'd you know I'd be interested in your the results of that because if you could you know I, the C920s are not built for for that at all, and they will absolutely crush a Raspberry Pi. So if you and don't know, we're off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in the podcasting world, we tend to only focus and because 99.9% of podcasters run either Mac or Windows OS, but we tend to 
there, there are recording and editing solutions in the Linux world that you could use that a lot of them are absolutely free. Yeah, because nobody is. <laughs> Dave's completely Ron, glazed over. Ron, uh, thanks for coming in, buddy. And uh, have a great Christmas or holiday same, or whatever the heck you're celebrating. So, Same to you, too. Yep. Bye now. We'll see you. So what are you going to be doing new in 2017? Anything? Me? Yeah. Uh, you know, for my own podcast, I, I, I've had this. I haven't gone after any, um, any, any of the bigger guests of late. I've kind of kept them. I, I kind of keep it my listeners or folks who've been on the show before. Or I, and I got a great community. I never struggle to get guests on my show. But um, I think I'm going to quarterly, I'm going to try and go after maybe a big fish to just kind of so uh, Loria Petrucci is coming on the show nice. in January. She's and awesome. She, I've, I've met her a couple of times. She's a good friend. And well, she's a friend. And um, so I thought, you know, I should go after a couple bigger, a little bigger fish, <laughs> not to get, by the way, not to get their listeners, not interested in that. Just get their perspective. Right. Right. I think. There's some, I think there's some value in that. So yeah, no, that's really the only, from a change standpoint, that's the only. Have you practiced your new signature? 2017. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I I need to. Uh, It's, that's funny. Well, I was talking, (laughs) it might've been somebody at, at the Tampa Bay business owners that did a thing for business people and he did a contest where he kind of did consulting like he gave away free consulting and he goes, really, the reason he did it is he wanted to know his audience better. He goes, yes, I was doing free consulting, but it really gave me, he goes, there's no better way to understand your audience than to talk to them one-on-one. And I went, Ooh, I might actually use that. And I thought about, uh, cause I liked, I mean, this week I'm doing the, uh, my favorite podcast is episode on the school of podcasting. And I thought maybe once a month I would have like the question of the month. Like I think mm-hmm. in January it might be what's what's your top pet peeves of podcasting because everybody has them. And I thought that would be an easy one. And then I'll pick somebody randomly and they win, you know, whatever, a half hour of consulting or something like that. Um, but I think I might try to have idea. like a question of the month and then. Uh, yeah, you could run that out on a Facebook, like a Facebook poll, too, and drive people to your Facebook page using a yeah. you know, using that poll. And you get you kind of get the double engagement that way. And then it end the month with that on your podcast talking yeah. about the poll results. Yeah. Cause that would, that would be interesting. Yeah. Cause I know I asked the, um, I, I forget the stat, but there was somebody, Oh, was somebody in NPR, like the, like the NPR, like the podcasting guy at NPR looked at their podcasting stats and said they were losing between, mm, I want to say 20 and 30% in the first five minutes. And if the average podcast gets 2000 downloads, that's somewhere between like 150 and 400 downloads. And I just thought about it, that you need to take that first five minutes and really that is not the time to just the, the chit chat thing. Maybe, I don't know, according to, to that study. Yeah. Um, well, it's hard. Like, you know what, again, we always say, just get podcasting and do something. And then we come along and say, but yeah, don't make the first three minutes suck. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and, and then start to put some rules around that. Well, I, um, I put that what, question at bail, Dave, like, let me ask you, you personally, when do you bail? What, what are some things that cause you to bail? Um, just not, if you're going to be funny, you got to make me laugh. You know, I listen to, for me, it's about three minutes. I will give you three minutes to either a, give me a clue what I'm getting into and maybe I'll stick around. But this one was just, somebody was, was just, um, they were doing kind of an old radio bit. I don't want to give too many details because some people in the room might listen to the show, but it was an old radio bit kind of thing. Um, and I just thought, wow, this is very 1982. I remember when they used to do this on the radio and it went, it was kind of like a bad Saturday night live skit where it just went on too long. And he had, he had said he, he was going to um, interview this really cool person and I'm waiting for the really cool person. And this just seemed to go on and I was like, okay, well, I'm sure it'll end soon. And it kept going on and it really wasn't that entertaining and it kept going on. And I finally said, okay, well, I, I could have hit fast forward, but instead I just hit stop and went to the next podcast. And I looked down and I was like, okay, that was two minutes and 45 seconds. It seemed a lot longer than that. Um, so I asked the school of podcasting and most people said five minutes, five to seven minutes. Um, now there are some people on the flip side, I'll listen to two episodes, they said, because maybe the episode I listened to wasn't their best day. 
And I'm like, well, you're more, you know, and I, I do, I go back occasionally, but there are some podcasts I used to listen to all the time that I am now, I've gone from, um, uh, being a diehard subscriber to cherry picking, meaning if I don't understand who the guest is, Jay Moore is one, an example. I used to lift, love listening to Jay Moore and he's getting more obscure guests and he just has boatloads of advertising that are mm-hmm. poorly insert, inserted. And so I'll, you know, if I don't recognize the guest name and it's not somebody I'm like, Ooh, cool. I'm not listening. Cause it just, eh, you know, so that's me. I think I'm a little more impatient than the average person, but I give you about five minutes. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I think um, that when I, I can, you can kind of tell when you have this very dynamic opening, you know, all these sound effects and, and then the, the, the host comes on like, hello, everybody. Oh, yeah. And welcome to the, and you're like, oh boy. Okay, here we go. You know, now again, you got to get started. You got to get better, but I think you got to match your tone a little bit too sometimes. And if you're going to pay to have somebody generate this high energy, high impact intro, and then you come in with hi, everybody and welcome. We're glad you came out today. That's it. Um, And I'm also, I mean, I am a big believer in scripting that intro. I just, I don't think you get, because of your point, I don't think you get a second chance sometimes. Yeah. And, and I think you should practice it a lot. Um, I know, and this is a personal experience. The more I practice my 2016, uh, you know, that my opening, mm-hmm. uh, the better it gets. And I don't, and, you know, we are kind of conditioned with radio to hear those same things over and over and over and over again. And I don't think that's bad. I think actually the listener is waiting to hear hit it ladies right? They're waiting to hear that. It puts them in the mood. It puts them in the moment. I love your intro with school of podcasting, right? You know, you're, you, you come in and you say, Hey, we're going to talk about this, this, and this hit it ladies. And then the, the, the ladies come in and that kind of puts me in the mood for what about what I'm about to listen to. So I recommend not just having the opening uh, high energy or what, how, whatever you want it to be, but scripting yourself in the first and then not reading it, but but have it well-practiced and well-cadenced so that you say it well. So I just think that's important in getting those first few minutes going. So there's no question, like there's no question of what you're doing here. You're, you're getting the most important things about your show out front. Yeah, because I listened to, it was interesting. I was listening to somebody's first podcast. Now it's their first podcast, so it's their first podcast. Let's, let's take that with a grain of salt. But it was interesting because he started off sounding very tentative, like very nervous, which is completely expected for your first podcast. And by about minute five, he was completely confident. He had kind of like, okay, this isn't so bad. We're off the ground. We're running. And I was like, that's cool. I would have just gone back and said, now, okay, take that. Now that you've gotten it out of the way, who knows? It might've been his third. Cause I get to listen to a lot of first people's podcasts. Cause they're uh, a lot of people will upload things to Libsyn and they'll go, I'm not in iTunes yet. What's going on? And I'm like, okay, well, there's a couple other things you need, but I'll go over. And the first thing I see is, do you have an episode? So I'll go over there and click. I'm like, oh, this is the first one. This should be fun. And it was interesting because it was just, he was kind of like, yeah, um, welcome to the show. And he just wasn't quite sure what he was. T- and then all of a sudden, as I let it go, as I'm checking the rest of his account, you could see he was just talking normal. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that he just, you, know, you could see him get his, his footing. As yeah. Well. I almost recommend people record their podcast in reverse. So that they, so you do your intro, you do your stuff, and then at the end, re-record your intro because you're so much more relaxed and in it at the very end, but you still have to record it once to get kind of, you know, to kind of get it out of the way. Right. If you're having a guest and you're doing the intro and they're there, just at the end of the show, after they drop, just re-record it. And then nobody cares, right? You can just pull that thing forward. You're so much more relaxed at the end. By the way, I also would recommend you do your host reads that way. So read your host reads at the end of the show. Get them. Don't, you know, don't necessarily do them in the middle of what you're doing or do them in the order. You don't have to record your podcast in the order you're doing it. You're so much more in the zone and relaxed when you're at the end than you are at the beginning. Unless you've done a terrible job, then you're frustrated and you should just quit and go, you know, and come back another day. But I like that idea of kind of maybe in the reverse order, getting, you know, getting the intro in and out of the way. So you kind of get that stuff. Do your do your stuff, whether it's an interview or whatever. You'll get better as you go along. Then come back and do your the, the intro to your show again. Do you think um, the music has to match? Like, I think it would be hilarious to be like if we did this, you know, welcome to Working Through Grief, <laughs> where we, you know, it just wouldn't to me. I just don't think that would work. 
you know, yeah. fighting your way through the tears on the way back to normalcy. You know, I just oh, don't think that would work. Although, no, you could do that if it was a spin on working your way through grief with a, in a positive or right. using, right? I mean, so you could do that. But yeah, I think it kind of needs to match. Because I know um, Jessica Kufferman was saying on... Uh, Daniel says it better. We're overcoming <laughs> grief on Sunday. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Yeah, exactly. This Sunday. That's good. She was saying how she thought it was funny that somebody had like in a world where you know, that whole nine yards, and then the person came on and said, "All right, welcome to the show." They just right. It didn't match. Right. So yeah. But I know yeah. you're talking about the intro. I finally figured out. I'm a big Jimmy Fallon guy, and the roots come out. They do their whole hey 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 thing, and then they pause. And Quest Love screams something into the microphone. It's always like three three oh da 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 da. And I'm always like, what is he saying? And I finally figured out because one day he shouted out two one six Cleveland. That's the, he's shouting out area codes. Ah, but I could never understand. So now I'm like, okay, I under, I don't know why he's doing that. Huh. But it's always interesting now that I'm like, okay, what is he going to shout? I still can't understand. I, I think that should be a whole drinking game. Like, let's play what the roots are saying. Because when they go to, like, break, it's always like he's just shouting oh. out random words. Steven says he's counting the episode numbers. I don't mm. that, that would be interesting. Yeah. Well, here's the deal, though, regardless of what he's shouting. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 all those shows have a rhythm. Yep. And they do the same thing every night. Oh, and yeah. also they record multiple shows in a day, right? We often think that they record those on the day yeah, it's recorded day. that day, yeah. right? Almost never. They're always pre-recorded days before. Sometimes they'll do three or four in a day yeah. to kind of get them out of the way. It depends on the on the availability. But they have a very they have a very distinct rhythm that they all do their shows and they do them. The structure is identical across all shows. And again, they can weave in and out kind of based on the guests and some of those things. But I think that's really important to have that rhythm in your show. Well, think about uh, it. That you're doing. Jimmy Fallon actually says the same thing every night. He's like, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Tonight Show. You made it, yeah. baby. You're here. This is it. This is, you know, right. and like every day. So it's, it's yeah. which is great because one of the things that really helps you do is fast forward to the good part. Like, yeah. I know exactly yeah. when he's going to get to me because every show is the same thing. He always says, hey, you guys, have, you guys are on Twitter, right? And right. Oh, hey. Yeah. And then he says the exact yeah. same thing going into the into the tweets. We were a trending hashtag in yeah. 15 minutes, blah, blah, blah. Exactly the same thing. And that's the most I think that's the number one show right now on TV. I mean, it's got to be pretty close. He's yeah. pretty popular. So yeah. he's that's just one of those things where practice makes perfect. And the and the better the more often you do it, the better your delivery becomes. And we often think we have to be creative, come up with something different every time. No, now you can't just be you can't repeat it can't, and be yeah. exact. Right? But it, it does. I think practice does make perfect. You know, in comedy, Dave, that timing <laughs> is everything, right? You can't. And in in um, uh, comedians practice their jokes over and yeah, over yeah. and right. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. So gotta I, I love what Emily says in the chat room. She says, "There's one show I love listening to, but their intro is exactly seven skips." Yes, it's not my preference, but I love the rest of the show. So that's a uh, same thing. I used to go to uh, about the two and a half minute mark of uh, the No Agenda show. Cause they do their whole thing. They used to have this, you know, thing. And so, Hey, yeah. I, for, I, I mentioned Glenn's mug. Yeah. Um, I forgot to mention this. Check this out. Oh, uh, Kathy from uh, Rocky retirement got a, I somehow took a picture of me and turned it into a cartoon. It's like a little cartoon bobblehead. It is. So it's uh, <laughs> and that, and then the Isn't other that thing, cool. then the That's other sweet, man. Well, this, this one blew me away. I got a, a Christmas card from Australia. Oh, and what, a, what kind of stamp is on there? Um, how the heck, how much did it cost to get there? I don't, uh, 12 something, $2 and 55 something. Yeah. Pounds. Yeah. No, it's but I was like, Australia. but that was kind of cool. I, I like, I went to my, uh, my, cause nothing's ever in my PO box and I actually got an email. It's like, there's something in your PO box. And I went there and plus somebody, I don't know if it was the, you, somebody gave me chocolate, which was cool. Somebody must've heard Chocolate's me say, always good. yeah, I, I love my, my, one of my nemesis is, is, is Reese cups. Like, I love them, but I always hate them the next day when I stand on the, the scale. And um, somebody sent me some Reese cups. Um, so. Hey, there's a question. Barry's yeah. got a question out there. Dave, I'm, I'm getting ready to launch a new podcast, and I'm setting up uh, my feed with Lipson with my WordPress site. Should I use Lipson's plugin? Oh, you get this a lot. Lipson's plugin or PowerPress plugin? I would use the Lipson plugin. Nothing wrong with the PowerPress plugin. But what, what PowerPress 
the, the, yeah, Mike's going to disagree with this, of course. Um, PowerPress is a great plugin for anybody. You can use that. But what you're losing is with Libsyn's plugin, you can upload right from within WordPress. And as you're creating the episode, it's create, as you're creating the post, it's creating an episode in Libsyn. So you can actually, and then once it goes into Libsyn, now it can be sent to iHeart, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and all the other destinations that are there. But that does tie you to Libsyn from a, from a feed standpoint. If you want to change your feed, now I've got to redirect folks, right? Well, if you're with PowerPress and you want to leave, you'd have to redirect the PowerPress feed. No, I could host anywhere with the PowerPress plugin. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's an added step, right? I've but got if, to go you, copy the- if you used PowerPress and I hosted with Podbean, and now I switch Podbean to Blueberry, oh, I got to go, go back, back and, and replace all, the, all those. Yeah, you're going to have to replace right right it. On. So it's, you know. Um, yeah, six to one, half a dozen to the other. Yeah. I, you're, you're, I think you're fine either way. Yeah. Just choose one way and go for it, right? I yeah. think that's the The nice the thing here. about using the Libsyn plugin is if you have a problem with it, Libsyn can help you with that. Whereas if you have a problem with PowerPress, we can't help you with that. And you'd have to go bug Mike. Chris says use FeedBurner. So, oh, good God. Chris Nessie. I can tell you it, it definitely messes up. What's the word? Your summaries and your titles. Yeah. And then it pauses on a regular basis. I, every yeah, week no. I get somebody. It's not great. It's not a great solution. No. So not, not a great. Hey, can we change subject? Real no, quick? Absolutely. Uh, as we move into the end of the year, I think it's really important. And, and I'm going to ask you this question, Dave. I think it's really important to think about our taxes with podcasting, right? Because I think podcasters forget that or can forget. It's all great and fine and great that we have these affiliate links and mm-hmm. that we are getting affiliate money and Amazon is paying us uh, in the United States taxable event. Right. When you when you get paid out, don't forget, podcasters, you have to report that Amazon uh, that the Amazon affiliate money on your taxes. Um, Also, if you're getting sponsors, that's a 1099 event as well. And in the United States, you're going to pay taxes on that. Dave, do you use when you do your taxes at the end of the year? You know, you're more into this from a dollars and cents standpoint than I am. I'm still able to do it without a tax preparer. Do you use a tax preparer Um, at all or do you do anything during the year to help with that? Well, I do. uh, I have to pay quarterly taxes, which are fun. Um, and yeah, I use a, a tax guy and then I use FreshBooks to track all the stuff. It's a hassle. It's the taxes are not fun anymore. So, yeah, it's the, I think it's the one thing we forget. We, we love the money, but then we get to the end of the year and it's like, oh crap, I haven't set aside. We have to treat it like a small business. Yeah. Now I'm being very specific to the United States. Now I don't understand the tax laws in Australia or the UK or any other English speaking country around the world, except the United States. And I'm not a tax lawyer or a tax accountant, so I can't give you any advice. But I think we do forget um, that we should probably be holding back or making sure if we are getting a significant amount of money, and I think that significant amount is $500 or more a month in some kind of, you know, and again, uh, you, you should you should check, you should ask somebody if you're making a significant amount of money. But we have to hold back or make sure we're counting that in. That can be pretty ugly come January if we've made a significant amount and we haven't paid that in advance or paid it on quarterly schedules or whatever, that can be a little shocking at the end of the year if you haven't. um, Oh, it's, it's nasty. Yeah. What I do is I have a online, I think it's capital one uh, account that is nothing but my taxes. So, and I have it set to go into my checking account and I have a general idea of what I'm going to make per month. And so it goes in and rips out my heart and sticks it in the checking account, um, (laughs) which is about 30%. So I don't have it to, I can't, if I want to spend that money, I have to go through hoops to to transfer it to an account or something like that. Um, So I do that. And then I, at the end of the month, I look at what I actually made and then make sure that I transferred enough money because it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I miss the days when I was 16, I would fill out my one W2 and get lots of money back. And now it's, it's, it hurts. Well, for the hobby podcaster, this is an area where I've often thought, like, do I really want money? Because now it's created a difficult tax burden for me at the end of the year. Do I want to deal with that? Or um, do, the other question is, do I want to pay more attention to my giveaways and equipment that I'm purchasing and the studio area? This is where it gets really complicated here in the United States on your taxes. If you're going to you can form your own business or sole proprietor. You can then start claiming that year over year, but you really have to be careful about how you do it and what you claim and the percentages you claim. And so 
you know, I think it's, it's in some cases, it's kind of an all or nothing. If you're going to do it, go all the way in and get some, get some help from a tax preparer who can say, here's some of the things during the year. I like what you said about you created a separate account and every month you kind of do yeah. a little bit with it to make sure. Because there's some things, if you're going to go in, then there's some deductions you probably want to take out, like microphones and equipment and travel, right, Dave? Travel. You could consider all, any subscription on the website, <laughs> yeah, equipment along those lines, right? You could offset a lot of your, uh, a lot of your taxes with expenses, but yeah. you want to make sure you're, you're doing it right. So I'd encourage you, this is not the right time of the year to make that decision for last year too late. Like it's, you know, you've got, you've, we've got what, eight days left in the year, yeah. but it's a good time to start thinking about it for 2017 of like, what kind of system am I going to put in place to make sure that I can tack my, uh, track my taxes correctly? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's no fun and it's, it's not something I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. Well, Daniel, uh, Daniel says generally, if you want to deduct your podcasting expenses, then you should be running your podcast like, like a, business. a business. Totally. Yeah. No, you have to be running it like a business. So because for many of us, when you're first starting out, you're not making any money. You know, I made $34 in affiliate stuff, but I spent 15 times 12 was 120 plus, uh, $180 in hosting. So you're minus 150. So you don't have to pay any taxes on minus 150. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is where I think find a tax professional that you trust. If you're going to do this and you don't want to spend the time learning the tax laws, get a tax professional involved. Pay them a little bit of money up front to help you set up a system. Say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm making. Is it worth doing this? Like like you'd hire a podcast coach. You might want to hire a tax consultant for just – just one time, what should I be doing? And then they'll let you know if you're in the right, like, are you in the right places to do this? Should you or shouldn't you? What do you need to report and what don't you need to report? But set up that system early in January. Be faithful to it. The year. You will thank yourself. I ran a rental property for quite a few years. And those are the kind of things you don't want to, like on December 25th, you don't want to be like, oh, crap, I should start pulling receipts together. Like, you don't want to do that. Yeah, that's, you, you one, know. one of the things I've been bad at this year is I, when I get receipts, electronically, I, I label them in, in, uh, Gmail, but in theory, I should printing, be printing those out and putting them in a folder or something just to have a physical copy. Cause now it's like, if somebody wants them, I have to go dig through and filter. And yeah, it's like well, both, both on Android and iPhone, there's windows or Microsoft has an application called office lens and you can take a picture of the receipt and it OCRs the receipt for you and then stores it. And nice. so for a lot of people that might be, and there's plenty like Evernote has that stuff. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of things that do that, but getting that regular daily or weekly habit of sitting down, maybe that's the, the last thing you do when you publish your podcast is you said, do I have any expenses for the week that I need to take care of or whatever from that standpoint, but taking, we all have these great scanners now in our phone. Just take a oh, picture yeah. of it. Yeah. I know Evernote, you can do a thing. Like, it's cool. You can take pictures and say it's a business card. And it'll still show it as a business card, but it does do the OCR thing. So if you're searching for that person, it's uh, pretty yeah. slick. And speaking but having a t- having a tax, if you're making some serious coin off this, having a tax consultant that you pay is oh. just like having a podcast consultant that you pay. Worth every penny, let me tell you. So make sure you find a good one. If you're doing this, if you're thinking about doing this in a serious context, man, consult a tax you know consultant for sure. They can really give you some great advice. Um, yeah, so we need to thank Stargate Pioneer of BetterPodcasting.com, Glenn the Geek, not only for the mug, but... Uh, and, and just being a general overall stud. Yeah. Like, that guy is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got uh, Nick Superling. We're going to just name everybody today because it's the last time we can do this in 2016. Wait a minute, we got one more next. It's the 31st next week. Do we really? Yeah. We do. Yeah, we'll be podcasting. All right. Uh, yeah. Nick Superling, Jim Cullison, uh, Alan Meisner, Barry Kessler, who's here today. Josh Rivers, Frank Brill, Dale Henninger. Uh, this one, I believe, is a new one. Creepy Kingdom. Um, and, and it is kind of I wish there was a way to like have people like have a profile so I could see their websites. Yeah. Uh, or just a, just a blank area where yeah. you could say put anything you want. In or if there. I could put notes there, that'd be cool, right. too. Yeah. Um, Cauldron Script is another new one. Kale Nelson, Adam Waddell. Uh, Mike from ADHD Think Tank, Kim Slusher, Jeremy Dennis, Rob Griffiths, Corey Finneran. I think this is another one, a new one. Jay Cleveland Payne. Join for a buck. You can join for a buck. That's cool. Mike Moody, Alan Palmer, Emily 
from um, uh, why do I always forget the name of her show? It's the story Story behind. behind. Thank you. Gary and Margaret from Kiwi Mana, the one and only Jason Bryan, David Wilson, the Seahawkers podcast, Craig, Craig from Inglaeus podcast uh, and uh, Cody Sison is. But and Craig is in the uh, Craig is in the the chat room as always. I was wearing your shirt yesterday, Craig, just for the record. You know what's really weird that I was really surprised? It's interesting because I'm putting together the whole my favorite podcast thing is, and somebody's favorite podcast is a podcast that I actually tried to listen to another episode and just was like, wow, I don't get it, Um, which is the beauty of podcasting, right? Yet not everybody's going to get it, was, do you realize Gimlet Media, as big as Gimlet Media is, is using SoundCloud. Like as the- Yeah. I went over and was li- was listening to the mystery show, and I was really surprised that. And what I thought was interesting is when you pause, at least last night it did this. When you pause a SoundCloud player, they then ask you, "Would you like to listen to this on SoundCloud?" I'm like, man, as much as people complain about having a Lipson logo on their player that you know we're promoting Lipson, that is actually trying to get you off their website. I'm like, that's not cool at all. So I was really surprised because if SoundCloud goes down and that's your host, man, Adam and the crew over there at... Uh, oh, it'll send a shockwave through. I mean, if they do go under and we if we lose SoundCloud in 2017, it will send a shockwave through the podcast community. I mean, I, I don't I don't think we fully understand how many people are actually using SoundCloud for the yeah. distribution. And it's for their full-time distribution. And we'll, it will, you know, if tomorrow that announcement came out, you know, hey, December 31st, 2016, it's over. Can you imagine how busy you and Mike oh, and your friends would be like, because you know it would show up on Facebook. What do I do? Even though we've been talking about this ad nauseum for two years what do I do now? How do I get, I don't know. I think both companies have it set up, right? You can automatically, you could import from that, yeah. from that SoundCloud RSS feed, right? You could just import that stuff in and start a new feed kind of like that. Right. Yeah. That's something else. Now through the end of the first quarter in 2017, um, Libsyn is now importing anybody. We used to import SoundCloud for free. We'll import anybody for free. Normally there's a, a five cents per megabyte charge for that. But if you want to hop on Libsyn, you could do it now through the end of the first quarter of 2017 for free. After that, it's going to be a $25 charge up to 10 gigs. If it's at over 10 gigs, then you got to talk to some big shot smarty pants people to negotiate a price or things like that. But uh, that's what's uh, that just came out uh, yesterday because somebody's like, man, I can't afford five cents. And all of a sudden this email came through. I'm like, well. So, there you go. It's free. Yeah, yeah. it'd be a good time to move. This yeah. would be a good week to move, by the way. Yes. E- either way. Use the coupon code oh, SOP I'm free. T- I'm talking about a podcast hosting too much, Dave. Maybe <laughs> I should. No, it's website hosting. Oh, yeah, website. now it's a giant Libsyn commercial. That all shows a giant Libsyn commercial. So, And if you want to just pit the two against each other, right? Get Mike in one room and Dave on well, another. Here's, and here, get here's something deal. that I think... See, I'm doing predictions now. I, sh- I should check. Yeah, well, why not? Let's why not? Let's just go with it. It's good. I, I'm going to be interested to see because Rob is hinted on the new media show, and he hinted when he had I forget the guy's name from Italy for Spreaker. Mm, he's a head guy. I Antonio to, and something like that. Alfredo, something, something with an A. Um, it's an awesome name. He's got a great accent. Yeah, really, really nice guy. And they kind of hint that there's something going with monetization. Spreaker is going to come out with something for monetization over there. I know Podbean has their monetization. And the last time I looked at it, it was a glorified PayPal button. Like they didn't even have goals like Patreon. They tried to be Patreon. I was kind of like, mm, nice try unless they've changed something. But I, I get the feeling Spreaker is going to come out and Rob keeps talking about ad insertion. And I'm like, that would be interesting to, uh, to see. That's a well-timed. You said ad insertion and then it dinged. Ding, like, yes. Almost like that was the, well, I, I think that's going to be the word of 2017, right? Is ad insertion. Yeah. I'm Ding. not, I'm not a complete jerk. That's my ex-wife wishing me a happy Christmas. Aww, nice. So nicely uh, done. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that's going to be the interesting thing in 2017 because we've already seen uh advertise cast pod hive, um, there's a couple of these different places that are like, we've got, just come list your show and we'll get you sponsors, except there's no sponsors. I'm going to be interested to see what happens with those. And I know a new one just came out, a new free media host. 
I just saw like a couple weeks ago where they came out and I went, all right, start the clock, give them nine months because they'll be gone soon. Um, well, this ad insertion thing's going to be hard. I, I don't think it's going to be easy. And it's not like, the, you know, we, 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 saw, we said about the year of the player last year and we saw plenty of new players come out. And I think that part was pretty easy. This ad insertion thing, I think it's going to take a few years for it to shake out and for folks to figure it out and for podcasters to figure it out. I, I just don't think it's going to be easy. So well, we're definitely headed that way. I mean, the, the horse is out of the barn. So right. we're headed down that path. The, the question is, is who will be successful with it and make it work as a business? That I think is a lot harder. Yeah. I know right now you can buy an, you can add something on, if you're hosting on Spreaker, like if you go over to sp- listen to ask the podcast coach on Spreaker, you'll hear me say, hello, Spreaker listeners and blah, blah, blah. And there's a coupon code and then it plays the show. So you can have kind of a pre-roll without it stitching it into the actual MP3 file. It only shows up on, on Spreaker. So that I always thought was kind of cool. And I always thought that it'd be cool if you could do that with somehow with PowerPress, if you could have a, an ad that only showed up on your website, like play this file before playing the actual file thing. That would be kind of cool, but it'd be interesting. Barry says, is there a way to improve the sound when I'm going, when I'm doing a Google hangout? I thought there was a choice between spoken word and studio recording while the studio quality is better to strip and edit. Um, yeah, those are your two options. That's it. Those are the only two options. The standard of the studio. Studio is a little hotter, a little, a few more S's and T's in there, as you would say, Dave. Yeah. Um, listen, the sound quality in a Hangout, it's, it's marginal at best. It's listenable, though. I do it every week on Hangouts, and I don't get any negative feedback on my audio quality. Uh, my listeners haven't complained, although I've been doing it long enough that those that don't like it have left. And so you've self-selected those, your listeners, right? At that point, once you've been around a while, that, that kind of happens to your show. Now, not really. Not, it's just good, good bandwidth. And turn on, if, you, if you're looking for good audio and you're not going to use the video, turn the video off if you don't need it. There's a novel idea. I like it. I think seeing the guest makes for better, like you're taking a drink right now. So I know I need to keep talking and not throw a question to you, right? It's those kinds of things you get on video that you don't get when it's just audio. Um, So I like it better, but um, it, it isn't, you know, and don't forget hangouts or you get to hangouts differently. Now you got to go through YouTube to get to your hangouts. Well, uh, we talked about taking time off or not on it. TheAverageGuy.tv, are you taking a break over the holiday? No, no, we're going right through. Now I got guests scheduled because it's Thursday nights and they didn't fall on holidays, so right through. There you go. Same here. I'm, I'm going on through, and uh, like I said, this week will be the... Uh, I mean, think about that. When does... Cause, uh, yeah, because Monday, I'm looking at the calendar. Maybe I'm ahead of myself. Nope, this Monday will be the last Monday in December, so this week is yeah, the... Yeah, this Monday is it yeah. for, for it, but... So. And it's interesting. It's I, I wasn't sure if I was going to do this this year, and I'm kind of glad I did. The the my favorite podcast is, and it's weird because it's a rerun. It really is. You see the same things. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's information I can't get anyplace else. Um, I really like the host. You know, it's it's the same reasons why people like it, but it's a completely different podcast. So, and it's also interesting because you can see who's still listening to the show. Like there are some people that have answered every year and they didn't this year. And I'm like, they might not be listening. Hmm. Interesting. So, Mm -hmm. but, uh, so, uh, guys, of course, we're going to be doing some, uh, post show here, but, uh, for anyone who's not hanging around, thanks again for a great year. Well, we'll be here next year, the next week, which is still this year, Boy, that's confusing. Ask the podcast coach.com slash live. We'll be doing our big prediction show and, uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach.